calls of this nature. Dial seven. Hello. Babe, I miss you. Are you in love? Do you feel it in your stomach? Does it twist and turn and scream and burn and start to make you cry, but you like it? Don't want to let it slip away? Does it stretch into your throat until you don't know what to say? Does it hold you under its pillow in the night? It kills you with its passion and its endless beam of light. When you see yourself in the future, frail and gray, who do you want beside you when you wake to start your day? Yeah, it's extreme. I know what you're gonna say. I'm being too dramatic, but this feeling feels this way. Are you in love? Do you feel it in your spine? Shaking, waking, tearing, breaking, taking a sweet time. But you want it. Yeah, you need it to breathe. You're never sure of what is pulling from its sleeve. If you said yes to all the things above, then yes, my friend, I'm sorry. It appears you're in love. wetlock my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife join me on my journey as i bring you crazy stories informative facts updates on my husband advice from my family and friends and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system this is not your average love story welcome to wetlock Hey guys, and welcome to episode seven, part two. As promised, I have Michelle and Jojo later in the episode. And I also have an exclusive live interview with Atlanta's OG KK. Now guys, let me tell you, I have so much going on all at one time. I could not miss KK's interview. So in the middle of me making deliveries, literally he called. So you guys are going to hear my GPS in the background, giving me directions to drop off orders. Um, so please bear with the technical difficulties. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to, um, cut my GPS off where it would not, um, speak and at the same time i had my uber tablet with me as well um something i've been experimenting with for the past month i have been um i have a virtual store set up for my bakery and i have um in order for me to do it, I don't want people to actually come to my physical home address. So I do deliveries myself for my bakery. So I had my tablet, the, the Uber Eats tablet, in the car with me. Um, the app was on as well, giving me directions as the actual delivery person. And this is just something I've been trying to figure out how to make this happen um, without having to... Um, 
have people come to my home because, of course, because of the pandemic, you know, uh, myself and my business partner was wasn't trying to really open up a store and once I kind of figured out how to do the virtual store I've been kind of playing around with it before I put candy treats also into it as well so it's just been something I've been playing around with something I've been um experimenting with other stores or whatever and once I pretty much make a decision on how I want to go with it I'll have virtual stores set up in different places where you can go inside other businesses and pick up our orders from within those businesses as well. So this is something that I've been trying out. Um, and most of the time when I'm out and about, that's what I'm actually doing. Um, trying to get orders and stuff out there. I don't really do it for candy trees as much before. Um, when I first started with the, um, partnership with Uber Eats, um, because of the pandemic, I think that's when all the virtual stores and things like that, those options start popping up. So you hear me literally in my car with the GPS going on in the background. Um, you hit a tablet dinging and ringling, you know, you just hear a lot, but again, I could not miss the phone call. So I had to take it and I had to just record as is, um, even with my conversations with JoJo and Michelle, same thing. I was still in my car. I was still out, um, uh, doing deliveries. And it's so crazy because that's how I know I have to get a bakery. Once the tablet comes on, I have to take the orders as, as if I'm a actual restaurant. So I've been trying to put different things out there, um, that I could, you know, have on hand to 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 deliver or whatever so it's kind of challenging but like i said i'm experimenting with it i'm trying to figure out you know how i want to do this and it's it's kind of lucrative but i i have to structure it i have to figure out a way to structure it um along with everything else i have going on because as you see on fridays my friday bonus episodes um they come out. So I'm trying to either, you know, get the audio and stuff recorded early um, before Friday. You know, just some technical difficulties, guys. So just bear with me. But outside of all of that, the interviews were great. My my interview with KK was amazing. Um, I am so glad that he took the time to call me so that we can, you know, have that quick 15-minute conversation I loved all his answers. Here was his responses to everything. I really respected. And um, it was a great interview, um, in my opinion. It was a really, really great interview. And I'm sure it'll be many, many to come. Um, and, of course, you know, the conversations with JoJo and Michelle, that was a great one, too. I'm noticing that the listeners are starting to dig in and get a little bit deeper with the questions that they have for the ladies. And, um I'm I'm really intrigued um, on how deeper you know the the questions will actually get, and I want to say this for for confidential reasons, I choose not to call out the email addresses or the usernames of people who ask the question. Maybe down the line, you know, when I have the voicemails of people, I'll let the voicemails play so that people can hear their questions. But as far as the emails, I 
kind of want to keep it confidential um, when people submit their questions or whatever. So that's why you do not hear me saying, oh, such and such from such and such gmail.com or yahoo.com wanted to know X, Y, Z. I still want to keep it um, confidential, although I can see who's... um, sending sending the emails so that is just a little a little sidebar that i wanted to go ahead and put out there that yes i do know who these people are by their email or usernames of course they have to submit that information to be able to submit a question onto the platform but for confidentiality reasons i will keep their email addresses to myself Unless they want to leave a voicemail, then, of course, I will play their messages. But thank you guys again for coming back to bonus episode seven, part two. As promised, I do have some things in store. And again, I'm super excited how this interview went. I know I have some people been anticipating. I've been getting a few calls like, oh, wait a minute. I thought you said it was going to drop at nine. So yes, you guys have to bear with me. I am juggling a whole lot at one time. Um, And unfortunately, today I had to do the interview from my car, which last week I had to do the same thing with JoJo and Michelle. So I'm going to get better with the time management and scheduling this thing out so that, um, you know, the, the technical part of it, the clarity of the podcast, you can hear a little bit better, you know, and all the background stuff will definitely, um, not be an issue but as i said before it's unscripted it's uncut and it is how it's coming is how i'm giving it to you guys so again thank you for joining me this is bonus episode seven part two and we are going to jump into my interview with og kk already told my listeners and subscribers that you were coming on today um on part two or whatever but before you tell me anything i have to ask some questions you know i'll be having to ask my little questions and get it on out of the way so first of all i want to know who is ogkk make a left turn on clarendon avenue who is OGKK and what? 2022. Talking about my change? Yeah, in 2022. Who who are you in 2022 versus who you was when you first got there? Well, I'm built... I'm, well, you know, when I, first, when I first left, you know what I mean, it's been a, it's been a big dramatic change, you know what I'm saying? Now, now I'm more about family. I built up more on my spiritual side. Mentally, physically, you know what I mean? So, it's an all-around change all the way around, though. Attitude, everything. Okay, okay, okay. So, the next question um, is... Using the left so lane, basically make a left tell, turn on Columbia um, Drive. Because I'm driving, my GPS is going to be this interrupted. This from the federal prison. But... Tell, 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 tell what, what, what is, what's going on with your case? Like for those who don't know, which I don't know who wouldn't know about your case, but what, what's, 
what are you there for what's going on with your case you know your appeal everything you're fighting for just you know sum, sum it up for the aliens don't they don't know just ahead make a left are. turn on memorial drive using the upcoming yeah, left lane i was locked up in 2016 for a rico conspiracy uh with the gangster disciples and we had like I probably had like 40 Using the left lane, make a left but, uh, turn on Memorial Drive. I was wrongly, I was wrongly convicted, well enhanced. I say wrongly enhanced on the sentence. Uh, and they gave me 33 years, but right now I'm on the pill. I've been down like six years. So I'm on my direct appeal and I really got some good little motion that's probably gonna happen that'll bring me home. Like my outdate is to 2043 or 2044, Ooh. but, but, you know, on this appeal, if everything go like it's supposed to go, and I should be home pretty soon. I ain't gonna get put a date on it, but you just gonna wake up and I'm be I'm be online one day, like yeah, I'm back. Hey, <laughs> and I I'm gonna definitely uh pray about that because I'm I'm all about seeing the good black men coming home. You know, I had to tell somebody a couple of days ago. You know, they you hear so many crazy stories of course you know the stigma the stereotype about people in prison and you got some women who have bad experiences relationship wise and i'm like every dude excuse my language ain't a fuck boy you know what i'm saying you don't every dude locked up is not using playing games and stuff like that because real men have their shit together inside and out so every dude ain't out here trying to use somebody you only catch that from dudes who out here trying to manipulate and play games and stuff like that so i always try to you know let people know everybody's not like that like all women are bad all men are bad so my next question for you is what advice do you have for the youth when it comes to getting in trouble um coming to jail you know some people think it's cool um the young this this younger generation they play different so what would be your advice to the youth when it comes to in one mile proceed straight to stay on memorial drive in one mile proceed straight to stay on memorial drive speaking to you you know what i'm saying okay and you know i was coaching little league football for like 15 years, you know, I actually have kids that I coach that's in the NFL and in college playing football who still respect me as Coach KK, you know what I'm saying, regardless of what that happens. So, you know, my advice is really, man, you got to always be careful your surroundings. You got to yeah. always be careful who you hang with. And one thing about going to jail, you might have 20 people that you call your homies, but once you get in jail, I mean, I them 20 people going, they're going to they gonna start decreasing. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, a lot of a lot of gangs done took over. So a lot of people falling into the gang culture. Yeah. But like I tell everybody, oh, my big homie, my big homie, where your big homie at when he locked up? Your big homie make sure your mama, your daddy, your sister, your kids, your brother, is your big homie making sure your family's straight? You know what I mean? Because that's what a big homie going to do for real. You see exactly. what I'm saying? So it's, it's just all about making right choices and making right decisions and you know being able to accept constructive criticism when it's when it's given to you you know right right this call is from the federal prison so you know my podcast is basically about um 
chronicalizing, you know, my my journey with my husband, you know, having a husband that's incarcerated or whatever, and I'm always trying to speak the goodness, um, the love, and how to basically maintain a healthy relationship, because the only difference is, is that he's locked up, you know what I'm saying, outside of anything out of that, I mean, we're good, we're happy, you know, and I want to know, how do you feel about relationships, um, coming for somebody in that's, a quarter that's, that's mile in proceeds jail. straight you know, to stay you on have memorial the drive type you have the um kind you know you you had a now when my husband first got his sentence i felt he was about to hit me with that the, the same one-liner where you know you ain't got to wait on me you know this that, and the third proceeds straight to stay I knew on memorial I wasn't drive going nowhere and i was gonna ride that time out with my husband regardless so how do you feel about just relationships you know is, is, can you maintain one um how do you feel about relationships being locked up? Well, see, I respect, I respect, I respect what you did. You know what I mean? Because I've been through that situation where, when I got locked up, actually, you know what I mean? My in baby a half mama mile, make know, a right turn on calling and I told her drive. the same thing, like, man, you can go and dip, cause you know what I'm saying. I hadn't even got finished yet, but yeah. you know, you got the ones who gonna say, "I'm down with you, I'm down with you, I'm gonna ride it all the way out with you," but. In the end, you don't ride it out. You don't even give it a chance. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, and and so you know, I don't been on. I don't been on. In the a quarter mile, make a right turn so, on Collingwood Drive. It, it takes a real solid woman to ride it out with her man behind bars, regardless if he's doing a year to thirty years to however. You know what I'm saying? Like I use uh, Larry Hoover's wife. Mm -hmm. Larry Hoover been locked up since 1973, so that's like 48 years. Yes. He's been gone. She's still riding with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know what she's doing on her personal time or what she's got right going on, on but I know drive. she's there for him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's all that a person, when, when you're behind bars, that's all that a person really, really needs, especially if y'all call y'allself having a friendship. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? See, I'm big, on, I'm big on friendship more than relationships because Make without the friendship, the relationship going to crumble anyway. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And there's a lot of people that you can have a relationship. As long as you got that friendship, even if y'all don't make it in a relationship, y'all still be good friends. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't been around both sides of it. And Just like, head drop off on the when left. I got to a, when I was in USP Atlanta, you know, we had the phone, so you was able to FaceTime, you was able to do all the things you wanted to do to try to keep things intact. But once you get in the in the prison drop where you don't have no phones no more. And you got to get on the telephone and you yes. got to call it through email mm -hmm. and it feel like y'all separating apart. But see, in a relationship, you got to be equally yoked. You know what yeah. I mean? You and your woman got to pray. Y'all got to pray together and, and put it in put it in God's hands first. That's where it's, that's where it's going to start at first. Yeah. Both of y'all putting it in the most high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and putting it in God's hand and just praying to God to keep y'all stronger. You know what I mean? Don't let nothing separate y'all. And, 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 you know, they say whatever you ask for, you will receive. So, that's all. That's and, all. And I, that's you, all I. you know what's so crazy? I, I said this uh, about two weeks ago. That's the difference between me and my husband. All my relationships, I was never friends with them. It's like we met, we kicked it, we date, we was in a relationship, and that was it. Me and my husband are friends first more than anything. And I actually cherish that and value that more. Um, so it, it makes me move 
very carefully because that's my friend. Like, it's a, you, you protect your friend before you even will protect the person you're in a relationship with. So I definitely agree with you um, over the friendship because you, you have a little bit more compassion, care, and concern when your friendship is also involved. Okay, right. so I got two more questions. Uh, one more. Okay, the next question is three things you need you you need in your relationship as an inmate. Like, what are the three things that you need from your spouse while while you're incarcerated? Well, I need uh, I need I need I need a strength. You know what I mean? She had to be. A, you got to be a strong woman. So, you know, being incarcerated, you had them down days. So you gonna need that other person to pick you up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, and I need the love, you know what I'm saying? Because love is driven two different things. So I need the love, unconditional love at that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and just mainly the support of what's going on to support, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't know about law. So, you know, then you just hear, like when I got my 33 years, you just see KK got 33 years, but they don't know. The wrongness that was done in my case that I'm gonna be back home soon, real soon, in the, in, in in the blink of an eye soon. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, you just need the love, the support, and the strength. You know what I mean? And like I say, you gotta be equally yoked. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. So now I gotta be nosy, and you can say I plead the fifth <laughs> if you want to. But you know, these people gonna want to know: Are you in a relationship? And if you are, are you happy? Well, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna plead the fifth, but I ain't gonna tell nobody what's going on. You feel what I'm saying? Who I'm with? Because you know, I ain't, I'm not into the social media. Put my relationship all on social media no more because I see social media just destroy plenty of relationships. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm in, I'm in a relationship. You know, you know what I mean? It's, and, and and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, because we were friends first, you know what I'm saying, and we we you know we built the we built the friendship. You see what I'm saying? So me building the friendship, you know, I mean, was everything. So yeah, I'm in a relationship, but you know, it's all good though. I'm happy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm content. You know what I mean? Because you know, like I say, if me and her don't work out. We'll still be friends at the end of the day. You and know that's what I mean? what's important. And I'm definitely rooting for your happiness more than anything because everybody deserves to be happy, no matter the circumstances, no matter where you are. You know, I always say where you are does not define you. And I am so happy that you called me so I can get this little interview. But the crazy part is, I have to throw this in here before the phone hang up. The crazy part is how I did not realize that this was you. Like, I swear, I kept, <laughs> that's what was so crazy. I'm like, KK, I don't know no KK. The only KK I know had dreads. Oh, uh, so that's the cake. <laughs> so yeah, the I'm, phone, the phone I know, yeah. I know, but thank you so much, bro. Call me okay, back anyway, it. but I love you too, and thank you so much. All right, sis. All right. Thank you. Bye. So now we are at the part of the episode where we get into conversations with myself, Jojo, and Michelle. Again, thank you guys for joining me on bonus episode seven, part two. 
And guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret. Your girl is really learning about producing and the production of this podcast. I have noticed when I record at night, the sound is totally different. It sounds as if I'm in a tunnel. And it's so weird because majority of the time I'm in the same spot that I'm in when I record in the morning, but the tone, the air, everything is totally different. And that is why I have been investing in getting equipment so that I can have a very crisp and clear and amazing sound for my podcast. So again, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for bearing with me as I learn, as I learn and as I grow. Um, I really, really, truly appreciate it. But this is uncut. This is unscripted. This is bonus episode seven, part two. And we're going to jump into the conversations with myself, Jojo, and Michelle. What's up? Hello. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you guys doing? We're doing swell. <laughs> nah, we're doing Girl. good. <laughs> oh my God. That's worse than me saying gee whiz. Because I show. say it all the time. Right on the same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's Friday. How has your week been so far? It's Friday night. Just got pet play. Um, w- well, my week has been um, great, actually. Doing the same okay. thing, working and going to school. Went to school today. We got one uh-huh. more week left of school. We had to uh-huh. learn a new kind of weld with a different wire. Um, eventually, uh-huh. I, I started off kind of slow, but I eventually get it. And um, what else? Oh, Wednesday, we did a, a Bible study on Zoom with my mother's church, and Jovanda was the guest, and she was amazing, as always. Aww. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a Let mom watching out. a child every time. Uh, I every so time. Proud of her. She be treating me like a kid. I'm grown Pastor now. Jojo. So, Pastor um, Jojo. That's, that's, that's your new name? Her name is what? Pastor, pastor Jojo. Jojo. Oh, yes. Just call me PJ. She's definitely a pastor. <laughs> That's what's up. You know, I myself am or, or an ordained minister. I seen that oh, on Instagram, really? girl. Oh, that's cool. Yes, I really am. I'm I'm trying to see who is going to let me <laughs> officiate you can marry something. Me, baby. Okay, okay, okay. Just you let me know I'm I'm there. <laughs> We're gonna be living by the sun. <laughs> Just marry me to Jesus. <laughs> Just let me know I am there. So, Jojo, how has your week been? Oh, it's been chock full, busy. Um, I've been, okay. I, I, yeah, I've just been doing a lot. You know, it started off, I'm, I'm in school, so I'm mostly taking my classes, trying to manage this newfound um, sense of time management. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, it has some challenges, but everything's been, it's been great challenges. Let's just say that. Okay. And yes, Michelle was at uh, the uh, 
corporate Bible study in which I did a talk and she was cheering me along because she's like a big sister slash mama. So what was you talking about? Inquiring minds would like to know. Right. I was, well, basically they wanted me to talk about, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, um, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me, when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink and so forth. And then it ends on when I was in prison, you visited me. So they wanted me to just kind of explain the impacts of that when you meet or visit with someone who's incarcerated. So uh-huh. I just kind of unpacked that for them okay. and just kind of showed them like the different depths and dimensions that come along with, you know, corresponding with somebody that's incarcerated, like what it means to us. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so interesting because I actually have a few questions, um, of course, for you guys. And I want to say two of the questions are kind of similar to what you're talking about, which is totally ironic. So I think that's kind of dope. Like, I don't know. I guess it's the energy in the universe. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Okay, well, yeah. Rashida. Yo. Can you, are you on loud enough? We can't even hear you, girl. You can't hear me? Girl, you kind of low tonight. Well, for one, I'm in my car. Oh. But I be in my car a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Why I sound like that. Um, I don't know, girl. Maybe you need to cut the volume up on your phone. Okay. Well, I got Let me find out that your volume is not up or something crazy. My volume works fine. Don't don't check my volume. Out. I, I'm just making sure now. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't know why I'm so low. Oh, it's First okay. All, we, me, we can hear you let enough me, to let me not wreck my um car. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Let, let let me not do that. Um, so yeah, I have a few questions for y'all, but of course, like I was saying, it's so ironic that, um, what you talked about is, is some of the questions that you guys have. Amen. Oh Lord. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can adjust my volume. Rashida, are you there? Yes, I am here. Oh, I was about to say, don't you hang up on us now. No, 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 no. Not the power button. <laughs> no, I'm trying to um I'm trying to figure out. I'm I think I might have to take my phone off my car if you guys can't hear me though, which is weird. I mean we can hear you. It's just kinda like pretty low. But really? I mean Yeah. I don't, know. I don't like that. I don't know why. Well, all, all I can do we'll is cut my volume. Don't even worry all about I, it. We will. All we I can will. do is cut my volume up a little bit more. But um, okay. So, being that I'm driving, I have um, my bakery is on a virtual store. I have a contract with Uber Eats. I've had one since um since me and Tracy started Candy Treats. And I've been trying to experiment on something because 
I really want to open up a bakery, but with the way the pandemic has been, um, we didn't want to take a chance on opening up a candy store. And I just wanted to try out this virtual um, store. So what it is is that people can still order and I can choose for them to come pick it up from me, like personally from my home, which I don't want to do that because I don't want people to know where I stay. Right. So I have a virtual store, which means that if I don't want them to know where I stay, I have to do all the deliveries as well. So I have the Uber Eats tablet, um, and basically all the orders are directed towards me. So a lot of times when I'm out and about, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get like cupcake orders, um, cake orders, candy, apple orders, you know, this this stuff. And I'm just trying it out for like 30 days and see how I like it. If I like it, then I can approach other locations and say, hey, you know, can I use you as a virtual store, which means that they can pick up in different locations um, that I'll have my treats, cupcakes, pies, you know, all that kind of stuff inside. So that's what I've been doing all day. That's what I've been doing for the past month, um, trying it out through Uber Eats with this virtual store thing. So that's why I am presently driving right now. But anyway, um, you know, your girl is a hustler. <laughs> I know, certified hustler. Listen, she's going to get this money. I uh -huh. had a question. What is your um like your busiest times, and what is your top sellers? Um, that is a hard question, only because things has things have drastically changed um since i want to say since last year after after valentine's day when kemp decided that he wanted to stop unemployment for the people in georgia it kind of it, it definitely put a dent in a lot of businesses mine included because a lot of people were really you know, maintaining with getting the unemployment. So it gave them extra money, you know, it helped them do different things or whatever. So that kind of slowed up a lot. But I can't really even give you an answer based on 20, 2022 or really 2021, so to speak. But I would say um, Christmas, Christmas is good. Okay. Of course, the holiday season is good. Christmas, Thanksgiving is good. Okay. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is up in the air because Valentine's Day, you really have people who really want stuff like chocolate covered strawberries. Even though I make all that stuff, um, those would be the normal things that I get orders for: candy apples, chocolate covered strawberries. Um, I do. Um, apples with the strawberry crunch on them dipped in the strawberry crunch so the little knickknack stuff is is pretty much what happens on valentine's okay birthdays birthdays which you know it's a birthday every day out of the year so birthdays right. are really good for me i think a lot i get a lot of birthdays around september october and november yeah i have a lot and of a lot of birthday punched. orders <laughs> yeah everybody was clearly in a in, a, in, in the summertime, the, in, in New Year's, and um, and Valentine's Day, everybody was hungry. yeah. Okay, okay, so that's what it is. 
So yeah, around mm-hmm. that time of year, I get a lot of um a lot of orders around that time. But the biggest things I do is is custom cakes for birthdays. See that, and that's another thing. I do custom cakes. So um a lot of people are a lot of people want five hundred dollar cakes with a two dollar budget. Oh, so that's and beer money, exactly. So that's another thing too why things slowed up because at one point you had people that had that extra money that could pay, you know, for that um that kind of custom cake. Um, and I do not trip about not making those cakes that much anymore because I don't think you know a lot of people do not understand what goes into customizing the cake. It takes me a week to make a customized cake depending on all what you want if i have to design certain things if i have to do cake toppers you know if i got to do a whole high heel shoe that looks like a shoe a real shoe but it's a cake topper you know it takes three days for that to dry so it's a lot that goes into making those custom cakes and people people look at it and think it's simple and they don't want to pay for it okay well listen i i got Uh this is my last question about the business but what is the craziest cake that you've made, like, or the most oddest cake or the most difficult cake? Uh, ooh. Okay, so me and Blue find it, have a love-hate relationship. Blue, the color blue is not my, anything that I have to make with the color blue gives me the worst trouble. I do not understand why. But if it's something that has to be blue, a lot of times I'll be like, fuck, I already know. I'm about to have some problems because I, I just don't know. The color blue is not my friend. Um, the most difficult cake I ever made was the F-150. The, the, the Chevrolet truck cake was very difficult because um, the weather. When it oh. is raining outside and it's real muggy, um. Right. Fondant, which is uh, another form of icing, but that's kind of how you make molds on things. Fondant because becomes real gooey and sticky like chewing gum. So if it's not super, super cold, you know, while you're making it, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's the worst. So I had so many issues with the actual truck, um, and it was my first time making a truck. So that might have been that might have been my most difficult the oddest cake I ever made, I can't say I can't say it, it's been a odd, that I've made an odd cake. I mean, I did a, a DJ turntable before. Um, I've done uh, a taco before. Um, I mean, I've done all kind of stuff. I mean, and I and I love it. I love doing different stuff. I love being creative. So every time somebody come with me with a cake, it's a challenge, and I love challenges. So I can't say anything was, like, too, too difficult. I haven't had anything super weird yet. I, I'm just, I just know somebody going to call me and want, like, a dick cake or, or, or a stripper titty cake or some shit like that. That hasn't happened, but I'm quite sure. Somewhere down the line, I'm going to have to do, like, a bachelorette or, or a bachelor cake or something like that. But, Yeah. Nothing too difficult. Nothing too difficult. Um, I actually know how to draw. So the the cakes kind of came natural to me because I know how to paint. I know how to draw. So I kind of know knew how to 
sculpt and do different things like that. So, you know, and you learn as you go. You learn different techniques. Every every baker has certain techniques and you, you learn along the way to make things a lot more simpler. Now, I know in the beginning I was doing shit the hard way and the longer way. And then as I, time went on, I'm like, oh, it's the, oh that's what that As you guys know, I have started a support group, Fed Up Wives, supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates. This is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com. The contact number is 404 927 8011. Please like and join the Facebook page, Fed Up Wives Organization. You guys have supported me, and now it is time for me to support you. Now back to the show. My bad. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't me. See? I it was know not me. It will stop the recording. It sure will. That's why I cut my phone on. Um, oh, do not disturb. Uh-huh. While I'm recording. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I sure get so I, um, just so it won't do that. But, um, but yeah, so that is my answer to, um, to your questions. Anything else you want to know? Anything else, ma'am? <laughs> nah, that's, that's pretty straight. Okay, okay, okay. Um, matter of fact, while we on here talking right now, um, let me go ahead and cut my phone on. Do not disturb because I just did mine. <laughs> I do not. I do not want mine um tripping because it it totally forgot um. Okay. Yes. Do not disturb. Put it on. All right. Um. So yeah, that's how things go. I um, I've been looking at some differently. Uh, some different um locations or whatever. I don't know which way I want to go with this bakery thing, but I will say this. I'm so invested in this podcast and the direction it's going. It's been a lot of great opportunities coming my way. Um, with it so right now my focus is really on this building this I actually am turning one of my rooms into my house into a actual little podcast studio I've been buying equipment um doing research and um so um yeah I'm gonna see what what this turns out to be I have the YouTube channel now I have a website where I'm gonna start uploading stuff um, I just got a. Um, I just sent a proposal to Apple, which they said it was gonna take five to seven days to review and get back with me. But my after my proposal went through, they contacted me within two, in between two to three hours, and basically approved me to do um, be a Apple service, a Apple performance service partner, which means that I can start doing ads for apple um any kind of sales that i get with apple i get like a commission okay kind of stuff so yeah i'm working my move i'm working my move time is time for my husband to come through i have have a little deal on the table we could take this to tv or 
I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but it's I, gone. I'm loving it. So it's going. It's going. It's going. That's right. But yeah. Y'all, I got questions now. I'm gonna say this. This is what I am noticing. I the listeners are it's I feel like they they've been in a relationship with you guys, if that makes any sense. It's like they started out getting to know you, you know, the the cutesy funny parts. And now it's right. like, okay, now let's get let's get down to to some serious um to some serious questions or whatever. I'm 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 seeing this is where this is going. And it's happening to me too. I've been getting a lot of and they've been good questions. Like like it's questions right that up. I can notice people are paying attention to details and things that I say. Um and that's how I know people are listening. Like they're not just pressing play for like two seconds or two minutes. They really going all the way through based on some of the questions that I'm even getting. Man, so, that's what's up. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's see. I'm gonna start off with uh question number one. Since being out, have people surfaced that you didn't hear from in prison? How do you respond to them? Do you pick up where you left off or do you keep that chapter closed? Oh my god. God, right I told felt that some kind of energy was in the universe because what you just talked about that you said at the sermon or whatever, right? It's, it's a lot of them these questions for you guys. Uh, this week is very similar. Man, Rashida, that's crazy. These we were just t- first of all, me and Michelle were just talking about how we was like, man, we we, we got to get into we got to get into deep with some people. We got to really like you know, uh, figure out what it is that we want to know from people that want to know about um, mass incarceration and us. And so mm-hmm. we were just talking about that. So in, in response to the question, have people reached out that ain't reached out? And, and, and kind of how, how do we respond to that? You know, personally, it is crazy. Like, people come from everywhere. Like, I I had this guy reach out to me, and we grew up together in Florida when I was a kid. Like, I, mm-hmm. I moved from Florida when I was, like, eight. And he he was like, hey, what's up? You know, like, it it was, it's nuts. People come from all over the place. And um, what happens is, it's like a love-hate thing. It's like, it's cool to talk to people and, and see them. However, you'd be like, where you was at? Where you mm-hmm. was at when I was down? Like, man, and I was down, down. And you were, like, nowhere. Like, I and I understand to a certain extent that out of sight, out of mind. However, if you are so happy to hear from me, it's just like, dang, you, was, you weren't so sad that I was gone? It's just, it's, it's a very difficult um, situation. Like, so I feel like people got to come correct. Mm-hmm. They got to come and be like, hey, listen, you know, I ain't been in your life. I ain't, I ain't see about you. And, you know, A, B, C, D. And let me figure out what I want to do from them. But if you come back all, hey, oh, my God, girl, it's no picking up right where I left off. Because where I left off, I was a right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Michelle? That's all I've been getting. <laughs> the, hey, how you doing? All that. 
fake shit, fake love, um, everybody. And like Lovina said, that I, it's up to me, you know, if I want to let you in my life, like, you know, because even though I don't have expectations of people, expectations of people, in a sense, I kind of do. I feel like, you know, if you really say you fuck with somebody the way you do, then if at their worst, you can't stay down with them. Why do you deserve to be with me at my best? Because that's what's going to happen. You know, like I'm going to live my best life. So I, I'm just really, I've been going through that a lot with people. And I've been so conflicted and, you know, the compassionate side. I'm so empathetic and all that. And I've just been like, well, maybe, you know, life got ahead of them. And I was that person one time. <laughs> I had a guy in jail and I kind of slacked. And, you know, I didn't understand until I got in the situation. But that's my downfall. I make excuses for people and I always give them benefit of doubt and I suffer the consequences, you know. So <clears throat> I, I really have to pray. I've been praying about it and just ask the guy who's supposed to be in my life, put him in my life, and who's not supposed to be there, take him out because I'm 40 and like she said, I'm nowhere near the same person. You know, I'm still fun and cool, but I have grown tremendously and I am not surface anymore. I'm definitely on a whole nother level. So... <sighs> I, I'm it's just it's hard it's hard yeah I um when I read this question I, I thought about it as a person on the outside as as a friend and um I can honestly say everybody that I considered a friend that has gone through this I have been there I you know I, I had my, my one of my first friends went to prison for 15 years uh probably like 20 years ago you know I was like in my early 20s of course I didn't un understand anything at the time about you know somebody being in the feds or whatever but I stayed consistent in this person's life for for the whole entire 15 years and this was just wow. my friend and wow. I think I learned from that experience um about really was you know what I'm saying and so for every friend that I've had that has been incarcerated I have always been on somebody's phone list I have always been on visitation list I have always written I have always been you know in those people's lives because I don't consider everybody my friend and my family and I don't feel right if somebody goes away and I'm just not there even if it's just for communication you know my best friend we are best friends because her baby daddy, which was originally my best friend, when he went to the feds, I just thought it was only right for me to just be there for his girl, you know, if she needed anything because of the relationship to me and him. We end up becoming best friends behind that. We just like booted him off to the side yeah. and became best friends. But we're but we're all family. You know what I'm saying? And right. even like with Michelle, when Michelle first went away, I looked for her. Right. I looked for her for like some like like at least two years. My 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 other friend found her, who's now deceased. And when she found her, she was going through a, you know cancer, chemo, all this kind of stuff. And I kind of got sidetracked within that time frame. But I picked right back up like on some where is Michelle? You see what I'm saying? And I found Michelle, and I have tried to be consistent in her life. So. I think about it from my point of view as a person that's always been friends and always maintain my friendship. And I just feel like it just depends on your character. It depends on, you know, what you consider loyalty. That out of sight, to me, I get it. But to me, if you fuck with people and these are your friends and this is what you got going on, the out of sight, out of mind to me is bullshit. See, I'm not really an emotional person when it comes to stuff like that. I, I, 
man y'all because to me i couldn't do it i'll just be like fuck you because <laughs> you wasn't there you wasn't there at my worst and i'm definitely not sharing my time with you at my best there's, there's just no way that i could i could even fake it and do it so i'm sure that's a a a, a pull a pull towards your uh heartstrings when it comes to you know situations like that um okay so the next how important was it for you guys to keep or have a support system? Man, that is, um, Rashida, that's, that's number one. Like, that's very important. A support system um, balances you. It, it makes you sane. It gives you an outlet. Um, you're able to still be humanized. Um, a support system is is very important just emotionally and then you want to talk about financially I mean any if you think about any state institution the care is very poor and uh, or or little to no care so you really got to have somebody that's gonna make sure you got coins somebody that's gonna make sure that you're able to, you know, purchase the necessary things through whatever programs they have. And you just you just want to be a support system is important. It, it, it just it really helps your time go by, too, because I done did time with um, some people that just ha- never had anything the whole sentence. And like, for real, my heart goes out to them because, you know, even though they figured out how to hustle their way through, it's still, you know, it's still hard, very, very hard, hard for them. Yeah. Michelle? Um, yes. Support is big. I had a, you know, my mom was like my main source. My mom and, you know, my dad and my sister. But I feel like without her sticking beside me like that, I don't know. I don't really know. I honestly can say I really don't know if I would have held up um, and been as strong as I was, like, because it's hard in there if you don't have no support. You got to try to hustle to get some food or ask people or, you know, like, it'll be so hard. But thank God I had a great mama who, she don't give a damn. She's, 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 (laughs) hey, she stuck by me for real because she's the only person that's ever that I can trust, you know, whole, with my whole 100%, like wholeheartedly. She's never, ever let me down. She's never lied to me. She's always been there for me. And I just felt like she is the I believe reason. your mama would get on the corner for you. Yeah, she probably will. <laughs> your go mama would get on the corner for you. I ain't going to yeah. lie. Me and my mom have one of those type of relationships, like dead ass. I, I As much as I love my dad and he's not here, I'll be thinking sometimes, who Jesus, I, I mean, just with that, I don't, I don't know how I would make it without my mom in the free world. Like my mom right. is my ride or die. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and that's amazing when you have, um, when you have somebody, you know, like that. And, and I, you know, I don't have any kids or anything, but I could only imagine like that feeling. I don't know what that feeling is, but with that, whatever that feeling is that I would die for you, I would do anything for you that's that's kind of that's that's a mom that's that's Mm -hmm. what moms are are in my eyes are supposed to be so that is a blessing um to have a mother like that so yes you are definitely um definitely blessed because you know some people don't have that some people don't even get along with their mom so you know 
Um, okay, so next question. Jojo, you have a big personality. You are very natural at this. I'd like to know you more. Who is Jojo? Man. Uh you got you got that person's phone number in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking with somebody in the sermon? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but um, who is uh, Jojo? That's a very, uh, man, what a complex question. Because I just feel like over and over again, we redefine ourselves based off of um, the things that we learn, the things that we acquire, knowledge, experience, um, personal relationships. So who am I will just compose of just everything I've gone through. Um, I am pain. I am, uh, I'm happiness, I'm joy, I am love, I am loved, <laughs> I am a person that I feel um, tries to make the um, everything into a positive situation, or to look at the positive in everything, and um, I am, I'm a person that, um, I definitely, I'm a mother, I'm a, I'm a daughter, I am a sister. I'm a black woman. I am. That's a very, that's a lot of, that's a, that's a pretty good question. So I definitely, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think that, I think that people at this point are now very intrigued. And so I can tell, I, I could tell last week with the questions and, and how the questions are going now, there's some, there are some people that are intrigued. You know, they 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 want to know. They they want to know. Um. So I thought that was a good question too. Um. Okay. Next question. What are you ladies looking for in a relationship now after doing t- between twelve to thirteen years? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna answer that. Jojo had to run to the restroom really quick. Um. Okay. For me, I'm not really looking for a relationship unless God happens to send me somebody. But when I do get into one, I am definitely looking for loyalty, um, unconditional love. I'm looking for just a man, just to just to adore me and to to be my you know my 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 everything my best friend um shoot i want to be smart i want to want them to have a lot of potential a lot of dreams goals and i want them to have a lot of ambition um must i need to go on <laughs> i got a whole list you got a whole list <laughs> i want to be like um... jesus compassionate kind <laughs> forgiving loving yeah yes um and you know it's so it's a thing because my husband is my bonus best friend like when i like they say on the podcast we like two big big kids it's like i've never experienced just you ever just i mean like me and him get on the phone just laugh like we might not say nothing to each other but just the point of hearing my voice, hearing his voice, we laugh, like, like, I've just never, like, the, uh, like, he adores me, he, like, roots me on, like, he's my cheerleader, you know, so it's amazing when you actually have 
you know, all that. And I, I'm going to be honest, I think I probably gave up my list a long time ago because I felt like I was putting too much, um, I was looking for something and ignoring other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I, I think the perfect thing, what you said is like Jesus. <laughs> I think I probably would have been simple. Like, I just wanted to be like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that would have just kind of summed up a lot of what we need and what we are actually really looking for. So, um, yeah. That that's a that's that's a list. Rashida, that's real. Like when I'm looking for somebody, I mean, they have to they just have to be a thousand percent just authentic. Like literally. They have to be willing to be vulnerable. Um, they have to be trusting and we have to be able to be friends. Like that that's what I'm looking for in a man. Like I don't I don't want to kind of like be forced to be in these specific roles like, oh, well, you got to be like this and I got to be like that. I just want us to be real. I want us to laugh. I want us to have fun. And I just want us to um, always look for ways we, in which we can grow. Well, I feel like anybody who you in a relationship with going to have to laugh because you are freaking hilarious. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so next question. How long did it take for you to accept and take full responsibility for why you are why you are where you are? Hmm. I answer that first. Well, for me, um I was in denial for a long time. I I, I was in denial about my drug problem. I kept making excuses, realizing that um you know, I, I ain't addicted to drug uh, pills like that. I still got money. I ain't like I'm running around having sex right. to get pills. Um, uh, I'm living a life. I'm functioning. You know, I didn't really think I had a problem. Like, I, I didn't think that deep into it. And when I came to prison, of course, you know, I'm still, oh, you, you know, this. I done got tricked into prison. These people lied to me, da, 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 da. But I never, ever, it took me about, about three or four years to really get into myself when I started um, working with a chaplain at the prison I was with and uh-huh. she started me she learned, she's taught me how to do introspection which I got into myself and I really was like Michelle like at the end of the day no you didn't do anything to come to prison but you did because your choice of getting high your choice of friends your choice of the the environment you was in like everything played a play a part of that you know and Mm -hmm. I felt like um you know if I never ever you know was on drugs or or you know I wouldn't even be here I wouldn't start dancing my life would have took a whole nother turn so the one bad choice of getting high led to a plethora of bad choices over my life you know so that's the foundation, the the getting high. That's where my life started to downward spiral. So mm-hmm. I had to take responsibility for that part because that's where my life messed up at when I started getting high. I made a lot of bad choices. Um, so, but it took me, it took me a few years actually. So, but actually I am grateful for this, this experience regardless. Like I really felt like I needed this experience. I did need it. And um, even though I had to go through hell and fire, but it made me the woman that I am and that I was supposed to be years ago. But 
you know, my life just took another turn. And this is probably how I was supposed to go anyway. I was supposed to come through this. So now I have a testimony and I can give back to others to help people that's in the same situation that I was in. I want to piggyback something real quick because as I'm listening to you um, answer that question, first of all, it's, you know, I definitely commend you and it's not me being biased. Like, I do. You know, I, I always believe in things happen for a reason and the pathways that we're on, um, we go down those roads for, for a reason. And sometimes those roads are very hard. It's suffering um, within those roads, you know, but in the end, you know, it's, it's glory towards the end. And I always look back, like even on things in my life, I look back and when I say stuff like I want to trade everything I've been through for the world, I'm so serious about like I and when stuff is going on, I hated it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't want to be sad. You don't want to be you don't want to cry. You don't want to question God. You don't want to lose faith. But I still feel like even the bad, you know, even the bad is a blessing. So to hear you say that, it just makes me, you know, understand more that sometimes, you know, turmoil is a rainbow at the end of it. You know, it, it's a lot of That's stuff definitely. that happens to get us to the greater um so yeah i i i I definitely i definitely can understand that and just to hear you say that that's that's really big like and i'm 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 proud of you for that um what about you jojo she she had to step out once again for a second so she has okay 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 yeah okay so well when she come back she can answer that one so michelle this one Said, Michelle said on one of the last episodes that male prisons are a lot rougher. Do the female prisons go with the same rules when it comes to um, sex offenders and um, child violators? I guess like how they say when uh, people go to prison in the men prison, how they don't um, you know, they don't play about um child molesters and things like that that's that's kind of what i'm thinking with that question is uh okay well no um i i've heard you know rumors that the men they kind of tortured those kind of um those inmates they they might rape them beat them up and just treat them very badly but in the female prison well at least the one i was at it might be different in different states but Mm -hmm. when i was at um no, they, they don't really, they might spread your business around and, you know, talk about your point of little finger or if you get in an argument, might say, oh, you, you know, child molesters say something to you, but they don't really, they don't treat them no way. They just talk about them and gossip. You know what females do. They just gossip yeah. behind their back and, and talk about them and they and not realizing that you can get, um, you could be a sex offender and ain't even did that to a child. A child could have been around while you were doing something, you know, like it's it's certain levels to that so people judge so quickly when they hear that and they don't even it don't even always be the case so it's it's not it's not really bad like that in a um, female's prison okay um okay so that'll be the second question for jojo i want to say i think it's one more hold on i'm going down this list it's in mixed in with my questions too um, okay, you hear so much about females getting used from men in prison. Have you guys ever been ghosted when you came home? Hmm, what do you mean? Um, 
ghosted by a I, man? I, I think okay, so I think that they I think this question is asked wrongly. Now, you hear so much about females getting used from men in prison. Okay, I got that part. Have you ever been ghosted when you came home? So I guess what they're trying to say is it can't that can't be what they're trying to say. If it, it sounds like what they're asking is, have you like when you came home, did all of a sudden did a guy just stop talking to you um uh, once you was on your way out? But I think what they're trying to say, I think what they're trying to ask is, have you ever ghosted somebody? Because it doesn't make sense to say, have you ever been ghosted? But I mean, have you ever been ghosted? I, I don't know. I'm so they're ask asking, they asking. They're saying that females use men in prison while they're in prison. That's that's what they're saying. I guess that's what they're trying to say, but the the first part makes sense. The second part saying, have you ever been ghosted? But maybe they're asking, have you ever ghosted someone? But it says, have you have you ever been ghosted when you came home? I want to say they're asking, have you ever ghosted someone when you came home? That's what, because the first part of that question is similar to what men do, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, me, I'm kind of authentic when, I, when it comes to to anything any I don't care what it is and I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not and if you decide to mess with me that's on you so I didn't really deal with a lot of people a lot of men like that while I was locked up because a lot of them are full uh -huh. of shit and they're um you know only trying to look for one thing but um I'm I'm not at home yet but the few people that I've <laughs> that I've that I've talked to um kind of you know here and there like I I, I mean I don't really I don't know what they mean by ghosted because I I don't have nobody that I that can ghost me because I wasn't in a relationship with nobody. I wasn't dealing with nobody on that level. So um we're still cool, you know what I'm saying? I got one person that um that I'm not cool with because his expectations weren't my expectation what I was willing to do. So, you know, at the end of the day, I can't be nobody but Michelle, you know? And um, yeah. I can't do what nobody else wants me to do. I just got to do what Michelle do it. And if you can't respect that, I, I really don't know what to tell you. But um, I haven't, I haven't been ghosted. I don't even think I even deal with nobody <laughs> that heavy to be ghosted. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think like. You know, it that's more of a male stigma, and I hate to say that, but it really is because mm -hmm. a lot of times, and see, I. I Earlier today, when I did my interview with KK, I, I said to him that I'm always speaking about my relationship and my husband because I always want I, I want to change the narrative of always thinking so negative when you get involved with somebody in prison. You do have men that do use women or manipulate because they're locked up and that's what they need you for. But then you have men who don't who got their shit together inside and outside who not using you to mm -hmm. to basically get what you want but that's normally what you what you hear i myself honestly i talk about it all the time you know i i had somebody in my life you know what i'm saying that that went to jail or whatever and i pretty much was there throughout the whole situation and a lot of promises a lot of things was made and, and it didn't happen and, and of course i was hurt and disappointed because this is a person that had been in my life for a very long time mm -hmm. so i kind of understand that stereotype when it comes along with it but let me just tell you <laughs> after watching love after lockup or life after lockup or whatever the show is i watched it faithfully man you got some women oh my god but i'm gonna tell you something this is where the man be messing up at you got some man who look like hugh hefner 
who comb his hair towards the front because he bald head. Um, yeah, comb over. Um, and he old. And then he starts writing this girl who looks like a Playboy bunny. How do you think that this lady is really going to come out and be with you and be like I feel like a lot of times they be tricking themselves because there's Me there's too. no possible way. There's so no when way. you when 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 they come out, these girls be already had most of them be done had girlfriends and everything, girl. They be like, Yeah, you know, my the girlfriend be already out. So yeah. their mission is to get out, get settled. You know, they 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 slick telling the girl, yeah, you know, I'm gonna try to ease you in the house. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to get you on in here. You know what I'm saying? Or then Man, you have the one because I watch the TV. I'm telling you, this is what they be doing, girl. They be on the phone with the girlfriend, like, yeah, so you know, he don't know about you, but you know, I'm gonna try to ease it on in. And, yeah. and not, 90% of the girls on these shows, they got they got a woman in their life that they either was dating, they like, and they trying to they trying to pull them all in with the husband uh, or, the, or the boyfriend. Or you have you had this one female, I, I kid you not, she had a room where she had poster boards of each individual guy she, she was rotating these dudes like on the oh phone with one like yeah baby whatever 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 and then she got the other one over here and the other one over here and they be treacherous girl these yeah. women be coming out and they be done sold these little old men um dudes that they know that these guys know they wouldn't be really talking to these women if they was on the street and they fall for it and girl these men be so hurt these men be so wrong. hurt, and I and I and I be telling, I I used to tell my sister all the time. I promise you, a dude can drag literally a woman down the street fifty times, and we'll bounce back and love again on mm -hmm. to the next one like it's nothing. Don't men him get are different; mm -hmm. they get dragged. Every woman got to pay after that. Every mm -hmm. woman, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So these men be so hurt, but I I got a different outlook. <laughs> Now that I watch this show, because I'm like, oh, these women ain't no goddamn joke. Like, one of them be engaged to a dude for eight years, girl. She come home, and she already talking to another inmate for four months, and now she marrying him and, and yeah. just told the dude locked up. I'm like, oh, my God. They're but, I, yeah, I, I want to say that's probably why that question came about, because you really don't hear... um that side of women too much are you really hear more of you know the things that men do you know um locked up or whatever for whatever the reason they think we don't have hella hella game either i guess i don't know <laughs> but um okay jojo so you're back yes here i am <laughs> okay so the question that you have to answer Oh, how long did it take for you to accept and take full responsibility for why why you are or where you are? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that accountability is an ongoing thing. Uh, you know, it, it, it just, you, you never get to a point where you're just like, oh, I've arrived and I just, you know, you, you just, it's levels to it. So you might go through levels of um, anger and resentment or maybe feeling like hey it's you know this isn't my fault and then you might go through periods of forgiveness of yourself and maybe even your accusers uh, or the people that you victimize and then you might fall into a different level where you want to, uh, to make people aware all right and then once you make them aware you might go into another level where you get mad all over again about the institutional injustice or the 
or systematic mm-hmm. violence or structural violence. So accountability is um is an individual yet it is a community um kind of like a movement. So you're you're always going through levels of dealing with um what you were accused with. Um it's just how it affects you is what changes. So are you at a place where you have taken full responsibility? Or are you just saying you go through different points where you don't take responsibility, you do take responsibility, or you're confused about the responsibility? Like how does it how does it work for you, I guess? Well for me personally, I've definitely um taken accountability. Um and what happens is As time goes on, I become more aware of the different factors and influences, um, whether personally or whether um, in my communion, uh, my community that, um, you know, that that uh, that caused me to basically make bad judgments and bad decisions. So it's like I'm facing myself and I'm also um, facing all the factors surrounding it. And so you just get a new level understanding of yourself. So it's just definitely an ongoing process. Okay. Um, uh, 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 okay. 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 What did I ask you? What are you looking for in a relationship after 12 to 13 years? And girl, I said dick. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nah, girl, what you know? I'm just yeah. I answered that. I was just looking for somebody that's a hundred percent. Um. Um. Oh yeah, you did. Authentic. You did answer. Yeah. I guess you wanted to throw the dick in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, why not? <laughs> okay. So um. Okay, this was the um, question I just asked Michelle. Okay, you hear so much about females getting used from men in prison. Have you ever, I'm going to say, have you ever ghosted someone when you came home? Um, yes, we know you're not home. <laughs> Michelle just but I'm not home yet. So, you know, but, this is not um, home. <laughs> right. But, you know, have you ever ghosted someone? Like, you know, once you got to a certain point or whatever, is it like, hell no, I don't want to talk to you no more? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Uh, as I explained, you don't hear much about that. You hear more about what the men do um, as far as the manipulation and stuff like that. So they just want to know, have you ever um, ghosted someone? Yeah, like, you know what? This is a sad thing. I didn't ghost anyone in prison. But now that I'm in a transitional facility, it's like, I. it's not because I don't believe in ghosting, but it was like a very um like necessary thing to do because the the people that begun begin to graft into your life they might be living the same life you left and they just don't get it you're like man i ain't doing that no more man come on you gonna do it you gonna blah that blah or or you might deal with somebody that well you know i've always had this crush on you and i love you forever and you'd be like um okay so it becomes a necessity to kind of like say hey listen I gotta step back so it was it was one person since I've been in my transition that I just like he didn't get it so I had to make him get it so it was a a necessary evil (laughs) for real and I'm saying and if 
like, like, just don't call me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, for real. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Just don't call Dude. me. Oh, seven 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 ninety three eleven. Um, that's my number. Five 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 five. Okay, so this was actually a comment for Michelle, but um, I mean, you know, it's for the both of y'all. Michelle said on the last one of the last episodes that male prisoners are a are a lot rougher. Do the female prisoners go with the same rules when it comes to um child violators uh, child violators I guess and and like rapists or whatever um abusers I mean do women write let me well I mean they do they do because they they are there are men and women that have been molested even as children from women and it's not talked about um but as far as like a kind of a code you know, women are just, let me, without being, like, generally speaking, but they're a little bit more catty and kind of, you know, roundabout, might, you know, you might, you might hear conversations, oh, well, she did this and she did that, and they just kind of steer clear, or, you know, I don't know, it's, it's very randomized, though, but it's not a strict, like, oh, I don't deal with her because she did this, it's just more kind of, it's very random, is all I can say. Yeah, so it's not like how men be like, oh, yeah, when he get up in that prison, you know, they don't play about, you know, X, Y, Z and the men. I mean, I, I hear a lot, too. Like, even um, my, my me and my husband had a conversation, and some little girl got kidnapped or something like that, and some other stuff happened. And, you know, the, the men, they really be like, oh, yeah, he need to go get locked up in population. That's where he need to be. You know what I'm saying? Because they really don't, you know, they really don't play with you know child violators you know you got the ted bundy's and the people like that you know right. they, they be on suicide watch you know they don't got beat up abused and all kind of stuff so uh, i thought that was a good question because male prisons are like that <laughs> like they are like that um right. but yeah so that is pretty much all the questions i think i asked every i think i asked everything yeah it was seven questions i believe i yeah i believe i asked all seven questions yeah i did wow that's really that's really cool um you know those questions were really really cool and very very um you know like thought thoughtful yeah they coming with it they 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 coming with it they um like i said as last week i noticed the shift um in in the questioning, like even down to, you know, my questions, um, and I love it. I, I I love it. I love, you know, I I I constantly say I base my podcast on being unscripted, you know, uncut, organic, genuine, and transparent. You know, I have no problem with talking about whatever it is, you know, I, as long as it's not disrespectful or it's not coming with any type of malice, you know, a crazy intent like that, I'm open, you know, I'm open to it. I, I, I have no problem. There is no, um, there's no filter on my end. Um, and then sometimes, you know, Hey, it, it might help somebody. Sometimes Absolutely. people, people, people need a, people need a reason to, 
speak up or, or, or say something or, you know, they've been thinking something and, and hey, you said it. So, yeah, yeah guys, absolutely. that that was um that was your questions. And I, again, thought there was some really good questions. I, I have to add that earlier today, um, Michelle and JoJo called me threatening my life because <laughs> they thought I had kicked them off the show. So, you know, I was harassed today. Why are you lying? Um, We're angels. <laughs> we never do that. I got a real harassing phone call, you know what I'm saying? And I was kind of like in the corner shaking, like, oh my God, are they going to do this? <laughs> 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 you but, you know, we worked it out, you know what I'm saying? I had to, um, they, I had to pay some, some extortion money, you know what I'm saying? I, they, they, they're extorting me at this point, you know, out of fear. Yeah. You know, I've been shaking it, shaking it. I know that's right. Michelle probably over there like, oh yeah, but I mean, how, how many crunch cakes can I get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. But Damn, yes, ladies. I, I told you I'm a um. You get it. You know what I told you? Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. You know what I told you? You're um, a smart girl. You, I, I like that. You just got to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I told you? You know what I told, I told you, right? Oh, you, you know what I told you. You know what I told you. <laughs> Very smart. But, um, yes, ladies, it's always a pleasure. And, of course, you know, I'm loving the fact that the listeners are enjoying it and growing and, and wanting to know more. I think that's amazing. And, of course, I definitely support... um the platform for you guys to tell your story. You know what I'm saying? It might be there. I don't know if it's helping, if it's therapeutic. I don't know if this is something, you know, talking about it, what it does for you. Um, when you get off the line, you know, I mean, do you think about it? Are you, do you feel complete? I don't know. But what I do know is whatever it is, it's here for you to um, unpack whatever you need to unpack. And I appreciate ladies as, Usually, we appreciate you, Rashida. I know we appreciate you too. It really does. It, it, you know, what it really allows us to reflect, take the time to reflect, you know, Mm -hmm. because you reflect all the time when you're incarcerated. However, when you come out and you're transitioning, you know, reflection might get caught on the back burner and you're not really observing your experience, you know what I mean? Yeah, like like you need to. That's so, so yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm keeping you sharp and on your toes and on your feet. You know what I'm saying? I, I hey, you know I appreciate it when we when we win an Emmy for this um podcast. You know, I, I definitely will share the trophy with you guys. I mean, it will come home with me, but you know what I'm saying? I definitely oh no, know. oh no, <laughs> we're gonna have to have it over you know our houses at a, a specific time. Oh, I want, Lord, I I want it through the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta pay go pick up and drop off like a baby. Can y'all imagine but yes. at that um can you imagine us at the uh the thank you speech? Can you imagine you? <laughs> no, I'm trying to fit. No, I, I just would be like, I'ma just I don't know. Like uh should we let her talk? <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're gonna be at the thank you podium. This yes, Michelle, I'm gonna make you say something. Michelle gonna act like she's gonna say one little smart, funny thing. Mm-hmm. You know what Michelle gonna say? Hmm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
no matter what it says, she just gonna be like, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she gonna say. Man, man. <laughs> yeah, we gonna have to control the room. Control the room. But all right, ladies, I know you guys have to go. You know, Saturday is approaching. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I myself am about to edit, lay it down. Um, I will send you, I forgot to send you guys the copy last week, but I'm gonna send you guys the copy because I got a lot of editing to do. So it'll probably be late tonight, but I'm you know, you guys will listen to it when you can. But thank you, ladies. All right. Alrighty. Uh, this time next week. Um or whatever, you know, I, like I said before, we don't have to do it on the actual Friday. We can do it before. So I can drop the episodes um pretty early so it doesn't have to be this late. Cause I know you guys, you know, dying to hear your own segment. <laughs> right. Huh? All righty. We appreciate you, boo. Be easy. We love you. We love you so much. And we thank all your listeners. Yes, we love everybody. All right. Peace up. A town down. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on yet another part of my journey. You can catch this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, and iHeartRadio. For the latest episodes, discussion forums, and our live episodes, go to wetlockchronicles.com. You can also click the episode website link under each episode. Thank you guys so much. Keep listening and keep subscribing. Stay safe. Stay blessed and welcome to wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website wetlockchronicles.com Yay!